All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of What's What BR. Today we have the famous Dr. Patel, who's on our Inspire Health cover for anybody who hasn't seen it. But uh, Ruben, how are you? We're great, man. How are you doing, doing today? We're awesome. So for anybody who doesn't know, this is the guy behind all of the Patient Plus and the urgent care facilities that almost every corner you turn around, there becomes another one. So tell us, a, you know, what's the short pitch? What's the pitch? You know, kind of how this gets started? What made you say, I'm going into urgent care? Yeah, you know, um, um, graduated from uh, Earl K. Long, uh, in internal medicine. And, you know, I was with uh, one of the fairly large organizations in town doing internal medicine. And they had an after hours program uh, that other doctors would come in and work for a couple hours, Monday through Thursday. I liked doing it. So I finally was able to convince them to let me do it. Um, and that was about three or four years into my career with them. Soon, you know, I got them to expand it to 12 to 8 p.m., and then there was a very smart uh, manager at that time that said, why don't we try to do this all day? And I was like, yes, that's what I've been trying to get, trying to get the management to do. So yes, let's run this all day. And uh, that's how the urgent care program started at this uh, major facility. Um, after around the 2006, uh, 2014, 15 time, I was trying to pitch more marketing, trying to pitch more advertising, wasn't getting anywhere, was just getting roadblocks and trying, trying to grow the business. We had three urgent cares at that point. Um, and then uh, my staffing just kept getting reduced. It kept getting um, basically getting pilfered going to other departments. So finally, you know, I finally decided that um, it would probably be, it was time to make a move. If I, if I didn't make the move then, then I was just going to end up being a, a company man the rest of my life probably. And um, the other, the other part to that was my dad started his first hotel when he was 44 years old. He built it, he designed it, built it, managed it and owned it. Uh, and that started at 44 years of age. And he, he grew that to about six hotels until he started uh, kind of divesting out. But, so it was almost the time, same time frame. I was uh, 43 years old and said, if I don't do this now, then I'm definitely going to end up becoming a company man. So um, we started uh, the business. Uh, first clinic opened January 2016. That was in the Mid-City area. Um, Bocage was next later that year. In August of 2017, we had South Downs. Uh, and that's the one that, you know, basically a lot of people know. because It's, it's, it's the cornerstone of College Lee and in um, Perkins, you know, right there, College Lee and Perkins. You can't miss it right at the corner. Um, funny story about that one. Um, my first year of residency, I lived in a house behind that, uh, behind that lot. So, really? I, yeah, I remember that lot when it was just all grass and lots of uh, political signs all the time. So, yeah, um, that's got to be a little bit of a full circle. I was, I remember I had a similar, I was in a, in the tech business and, you know, we had to get internet and I bought, you know, internet from this company. And then, you know, I think it was like six years later, I turned around and went and bought that company, you know, that I was, you know, that was providing me internet access. And it was kind of that just surreal of like, maybe this thing is going to work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And it was funny. Uh, like when we, there, when I told people what we we're doing, like, you sure there's enough space there? And I said, we didn't, we didn't know at first, but then when we, uh, we, we started, you know, raising everything, um, we, we found there was a lot more land than we thought. And, um, 
um, if you ask customers there or patients there, there's not enough parking. So I wish we could build a, a, a second floor garage, but uh, we're not that big yet. But, uh, but after Southdowns, we did Delmont in February, 2019. And then we kind of did back to back November, December, 2019. So three clinics in 2019, we did um, Prairieville and Broadmoor. And then um, as you probably know, Brandon, um, uh, next Monday, not this Monday, sorry, Monday, May 24th will be St. George, Patient Plus St. George, which is right next to Ambrosia with Segan Lane. Really excited about that one. And then I'm, I'm happy to say that uh, we close today on Patient Plus Brulee. And we'll be starting construction next week uh, for that. And we'll plan to open that by November or December of, of this year. So that'll be uh, two more clinics for this year. So, yeah. Wow. And so Brulee, Brule, this is that, uh, you say construction. So this is all new coming out of the ground, you know. Yeah, right? you're the first one. You're the first one I'm actually telling uh, today. I haven't, we've kind of kept it quiet just to make sure that we closed on the land. And um, I'm happy to say that uh, you're the first and now the public knows because uh, when they broadcast this, the patient plus Brule is coming. We'll be there by the end of the year and we're going to literally be next to walk-ons. That um, is, that's, I'll have to come to that one. And I was going to say, I went to the, um, the college Lee and Perkins when you opened that one, I went to the, you know, kind of open house and just to kind of segue us, you know, into talking. I remember, I think it was you, you and I were talking or somebody, I think it was you was telling me like one of the, the and it stuck out in my mind was the exam rooms had the windows on the doors. And it was like, that was by design because you had seen over time or, Tell me if I'm getting this wrong, but it was so that, you know, patients go in normally into a, you know, an off doctor's office and they shut the door and you're like, just kind of sitting there like, do they even know I'm in here? You know, what's the story? What's the deal? But there you could sit and you could look out and, you know, wave and somebody and they could see you and it just wasn't, you weren't just stuck. And I, for some reason that stuck out, you know, to me. Yeah, and I, went there. I think, I think you, you got the story right on, you nailed it. Um, the word we try to use is transparency. Uh, we try to be transparent. What we try to say is from when the time you walk in to the time you leave. And what we mean by that is when you walk in, if you wanted to pay cash, boom, here's our cash pricing. Everything is on that piece of paper. You know exactly how much you're going to pay for every single thing uh, before you even come into for, for a visit versus how many places you go in and you don't know anything by the time you come out, then they give you the pricing sheet and you're like, what the heck am I, what did I, what did I just do? So the other part to the transparency is uh, when you, when you're checking in at the front desk, there's a big glass behind you. So you can see behind you what's going on. And you're looking right at the nurse's station. You're looking at the doctors, the NPs, the PAs, the nurses, the rad techs, and you're watching them all work behind the scenes. So that kind of carries on to when you go into the, in your exam room, because um, uh, the same thing, like you're saying, there's, there's a glass door. So you can see in and out of your room. You can see what's going on in the nurse's station. If you don't want to be part of that process, you just close the curtain. And then nobody can see in and you can't see out. Now, the, the funny story about that, the way I thought about that is that that, that last place where I was uh, in charge of the urgent care, I can't tell you how many times patients would open the door and say, did you forget about me in here? And um, so that's where that all came about to where, you know, they could see what's going on and they could see that we're working and we're running up and down the hall and we're not, we're not just sitting in our office, just waiting for someone to ask what's going on. So again, the key word there, transparency. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I went, um, 
just, you know, my personal experience, I don't mind telling anybody. I was getting, this was uh, July 3rd, I guess, last year. I was, I had just gotten an Apple Watch and never had it before. I'm a tech guy, but I always swore, you know, wasn't going to do it, but ended up doing it and then just woke up one day, kept buzzing me all night, kept looking at it, just wouldn't pay attention, just assumed it was text, everything going on. It kept telling me my heart rate was going up, you know, elevated heart rate while you're sitting. I'm like, what in the world is this? You know, so I kept going all, all day. And I'm like, at some point, I'm like, I'm starting to feel bad. Something's not right here. So I called Steven over at your place and was like, Steven, I need to come in, but I don't want to come in and just get turned around and shoved off to the ER, you know, because of a, you know, a CYA. I said, here's what's going on. I got a heart rate. It's going crazy. It's telling me I got like 170. You know, and I'm just sitting and he's like, no, come in. We'll take care of you. We'll see you. So I go over to the Broadmoor Clinic, actually get in there. I'm telling you, like just in, out, like in, in two seconds, you know, they come in start checking me out. They're like, you got a fever. And I'm like, yeah, had no idea. Sit there. They come and listen. They're like, let me hold on. And then they're like, let's get an x-ray. Fast forward. They come back. They're like, you have covid and double pneumonia. Oh, I'm wow. like, excuse no. me? <laughs> and so I was like, are you serious? They're like, yeah. And they called everything. Like everybody just kind of like literally just dived in and, you know, took care of everything. It was phenomenal. But I was, I was sitting in a room. I was looking out. I was seeing people coming by. They're like, hey, can we help? And I remember I was like, is everybody going to be scared to even talk to me? Are they going to like clear the building and let me walk out and then spray it down beforehand? But no, it was overall you know awesome experience not having well, good i mean that, and that's you know that's something that we, we um stress and that, that started at the mid-city clinic when um you know we were trying to you know we're, we're not we're not trying to go and say hey come rate us come come give us a five star you know when we try to talk to people we try to tell them look if um we love to hear what you think about us whether it's good or bad because the only way we can improve is if you tell us what what's going on so that's why we try to say, please give us a rating, whether on Google or Facebook, wherever you want to do it, but tell us what's going on. Tell us what was good, what was bad. And um, um, so that's one of the things we've stressed from day one. And in fact, we've, we've had a re, re-education on that. Um, the reviews are, again, if you look at any of our clinics, there's some clinics up to 800, 900 reviews, and we're just five years in. Uh, even Broadmoor, I think Broadmoor looked at it the other day, it was at 673 reviews. And all the clinics are like four, eight to four, nine. And what we try to do is when we get a three star, two star, one star on those reviews, we go and um, we'll, we'll try to call the patients. If we can't reach them, we'll try to email them and try to find out what exactly happened. And if we can bring them back in and, and see how we can change their, that, 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 that experience they had. Now again, not not give them the medications they want, but change the, their their feelings about the visit. Make sure they understand why they were given the medicines they were given, and if we did miss something, how can we come back and and either rectify the situation? So that's what we try to do. And and it and you know a lot of times it's funny though. Uh, we had two reviews this week that we we looked over. I think they were both either three star or, or one star. And when we called the person, the individual was back. They're like, Oh, I didn't know I gave you a three star. I didn't have any issues with that. So there's, we even get those where they're just, they're just, 
just probably clicking something and, and didn't, didn't mean to do what they did, but it was good to at least call them and make sure. So, yeah, I used to, we used to say we averaged at least when I had the tech companies, we had uh, one or two a day, not a day, a week where people would email in to like the support desk saying that their email didn't work, you know, and could we get it fixed? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, come on, you know, like, how do we fix this? You know, it's the tech is great, but sometimes like you said, people just click through real fast. They don't realize what they're, you know, rating or reviewing or if it ever makes a difference. So, yeah. but, but with that, you know, I wanted to jump in and, you know, kind of steer us a little bit, not just, you know, there's a lot of urgent care. There's a lot of healthcare. Healthcare is changing overall, you know, I think as a whole, you know, I think we're seeing things that look a little di look different, but you guys are not only doing, expansion with new locations, but also doing new things, you know, more than just what you normally would. Yeah. You know, you have to, I, you know, just like any other business, you, you got to have multiple avenues of revenue, you know, multiple revenue streams. So, you know, um, we are going, we are now part, we have now partnered with prime occupational medicine and we are now, uh, having, um, helping the mid city in the North Baton Rouge area with occupational medicine needs services uh, at our mid city clinic. So at 2840 Florida Boulevard, which is right down the road from downtown, um, we have retrofitted that clinic to an occupational medicine clinic as well. So uh, that was one of our bigger clinics. It was like 5,000 square feet. And we had a meeting room that was basically sitting empty and we, so we converted that into like an occupational medicine area where you have fit tests, weight tests, different type of studies you can do there. We also have, um, you know, audio, audio room where we can do the hearing tests. And then we have a separate bathrooms that we uh, built for uh, drug testing. So we, we literally have an occupational medicine side and an urgent care side. But you can't tell uh, because uh, we, we utilize areas in the clinic that were not being used. So uh, you wouldn't, you shouldn't have the feel that, uh, that, uh, that it's a, it's a cramped feeling to go along with that. Just kind of just be like, we're always trying to improve whatever we're doing. We were finally able to convince uh, the owner of the property. There was a, an old house that was dilapidated iron, you know, just, and it was not able to be, renovated to, to my standards. And I was finally able to convince them to let us tear down the house. So with that, we tore down the house, you know, uh, beautifying the area, but also able to expand our parking lot. So now that with the, the improved occupational medicine services, we now have additional parking to serve our uh, customers needs, our patients needs. So again, trying to, you know, for five years, more than five years ago when we tried to bring urgent care to an area of Baton Rouge that was desperately needed, you know, when the Baton Rouge General Hospital had closed down. We're now trying to do the same with occupational medicine. And again, with that, trying to beautify the area, trying to reinvigorate the area by tearing down a property that was dilapidated and cleaning up the area for the community. No, that's, that's the kind of giving back part, right? You know, it's, the community is good to you. You good to the community. What's good for the community is good for you. What's good for you is good for the community. It's less, you know, kind of everything goes hand in hand, you know, with right. that. And, and so, and it's innovative, right? Like we've got the space. Why don't we use it for document? Let's try, you know, let's try that. Let's utilize it. Let's make it easier for somebody. Um, you guys are also, you have uh, your own 
program, right? It's a new, um, yeah, kind of, this is new. This is brand you know, new, you, really. I don't know anybody. You mentioned Stephen, and, uh, and I'll brag about Stephen Presley. Stephen Presley is uh, has kind of, you know, came over from pay, uh, our, our last place with us. You know, he was one of our PAs, then became the lead um, um, lead providers uh, at the clinic, and then became um, basically our 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 director of you know clinic operations. And now is even uh, we have advanced them even further to uh, you know director of business operations and also uh, the CEO of occupational medicine. But uh, you mentioned this new program. I want to bring that up because this he had a vision for this as well. It's called Direct Plus, and Direct Plus is um, uh, it's basically you know it's a con- kind of a concierge urgent care practice. So you know you pay a, a monthly fee to join this, and then you will be when you come in you get everything taken care of, you know, for that flat fee every month, you're going to get all your visits, no matter how many times you come in. Obviously we might say something if you're coming in five or six times, that means all your x-rays, all your flu tests, all your strep tests, all your urine tests, that's all covered in the visit, you know? Um, so this is the way we look at that is, um, individuals that maybe have a really high deductible plan in these days, it could be 5,000, $10,000, this is a better program for them because, you know, um, you know, at this time, the pricing is like $40 a month, you know, for four, if you look at it this way, $480 a month uh, for, for, sorry, $480 a year, you get everything taken care of. Uh, you, you know, when you come in, you don't have to come and give your credit card. You don't have to pull out your insurance because this is just kind of a, we call it direct urgent care uh, or direct plus, And we're taking care of all the visits for free. Well, not for free, but for that one, one, one monthly fee. Right. Yeah. But that's, you know, I even look at it from a, it's a way to budget, but it also makes it a lot easier to where, you know, I know people that are like, well, I'm not going in on missile pass, you know, in a couple of days, I don't want to spend the money. I'm going to have to pay this out of pocket because we all know insurance is doing nothing. You know, my insurance has never gone down, you know, so it's going to continually go up and the only way to move it, potentially down for people is going to start moving to these high deductible, you know, plans. And Brandon, I would tell you that the person, this may be, you may be that individual. This could be like my brother who owns a small construction company. Um, when you're small, you can't afford insurance because of the, what you're saying, the rising costs, the high, you know, uh, even though the deductibles keep going higher and higher, the pricing is just, it's getting priced out of everyone's. But maybe if you owned your business and you had two or three employees that you love and you want to keep, and maybe you buy this package for them. And now they're coming in to be seen and they're, they look at it as a free benefit, a free health benefit that you're covering for them. Uh, or maybe you, you know, maybe it's a half and half thing. They pay half the price and you pay half the price. But the other part to that is now, you know, if you have that executive assistant, he or she um, has got the sniffles and you're like, in the past, you just kind of, bypass and say, maybe it'll get better. Now you can say, Hey, we have direct plus go to patient plus and get seen right now. Go get your steroid shake. Go get your x-ray. Go, go get a flu test, strep test, find out what's going on versus like you said, you're just sitting at home, wallowing and just saying, no, I don't feel good. It'll pass two days later, three days later. And then all of a sudden you finally go in and, and you're really sick. Maybe we can cut this off after a day or two. So this is that's where we see also the big benefit is for small businesses that maybe cannot afford health insurance at this time because it's so costly. 
uh, as well as those individuals maybe that have a high deductible and uh, they can come in and be seen for that. Well, also since I'm, I immediately go not only just to the small, but even the, you know, some of these larger, you know, groups that, you know, they do rate you based on, you know, they're insurance, they're looking at your usage. I know every year they come back and they can tell us, well, you got some high users here. And so it's maybe even that, but then even if you went to the really high side to where it's, you know, Hey, we're self-insured, you know, it's like, Hey, we, it, it, it seems like this is, you know, it's the, everything becomes a service, you know, these days, everything turns into a subscription. That's kind of the lifestyle, you know, you're, you can get dog food on a subscription, you know, now, and it just, I think it's progressive. It's good to see, especially here, you know, what you guys are doing from a, and we're going to make this cost effective. You know, you're saying 40 bucks, you know, really that's, I think if I, if I think if I, if I went to urgent care right now, I'd probably pay you 50, you know, at the door to walk in, you know, I think yeah, you, you know, the that. people's copays can be anywhere from 50 to a hundred, but you know, if they, if they're on a high deductible plan, they're going to pay the entire visit. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the way I look at it, if you just went strictly off our cash prices, if you did an office visit, an x-ray, uh, a flu test, a strep test, and then you got a steroid shot, you're looking, and we're on the cheaper end because of, uh, of, of health care, of urgent care in this town, you're still looking around close to over $200, definitely yeah. over $200. You know, some other places you might be paying three or 400 for all those things I just mentioned. So, I mean, if you look at it that way you're covering basically almost half a year in costs with just that one visit there. Yeah. And I think that's, it's the, the reason why I think people like the subscription type models because it's, you know, it's a budgetable item, you know, at that point, you know, if you've got, you know, I was telling somebody about this program actually the other day that has, you know, younger kids, you know, and it's like, they're in daycare. It sounds like every time I turn around, your kids got something, you know, it's like, but they're not one to pay, even if they had, I didn't know, I didn't get into the details with them, but like, even if you had regular insurance, let's say you've got a $50 deductible, you know, or a copay, $50 copay, you could sign up for this. And you could, if you've got to jump in there three times a month, you know, it's paid off, <laughs> you know, so I mean, I want a bunch of those people, but Hey, so, so tell me anything new, you know, we got the new location going on. We've got, uh, we got, Lots of things happening, new innovative programs. Steven helped me. He's helped you build this program. Got lots of people. Um, how's the traffic coming in? Is it busy? Is it, yeah, you know, you this know, has been the crazy year. Know, I would tell you that October through January was, I, I don't know if we'll ever have months like that again. You know, it's just, it was just phenomenal, but it, it literally was not true urgent care because it was, if I, if you looked at my panels, COVID, 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 sprained ankle, COVID, 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 runny nose, COVID, 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 upset stomach, COVID, COVID, COVID. So we knew it was not sustainable. Uh, we knew we were doing a good service for the community, don't get me wrong, but it, we knew that, that that wasn't sustainable. But I will tell you that we, and we dropped almost 50% from January to February. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of picked back up uh, in March and April. But it's, it's not, it's, it's urgent care now. There is some sprinkle of COVID in there, uh, but there's, it's not what it was before. So this is more of a sustainable model uh, going forward. Now, with that, I will tell you that uh, the patient plus is, we, we did do 20, approximately 2,700 COVID tests last month in April. And we had about a 13% positivity rate. So it is out there. I know I walked into one of my clinics the other day and uh, 
uh, that one of the, one of my providers like, yeah, don't go in that room. Um, that patient, um, may have what we're talking about. So, uh, without violating any kind of HIPAA laws here. Um, so it, it's still out there. We still need to be, uh, careful about it, but hopefully most people are now vaccinated. Um, um, and, um, you know, as long as we continue to do the right things, you know, uh, but I really believe we're heading in the right direction um, just by what our numbers are showing us and how many people are coming in. Um, and I do, I do think that next, this some uh, probably fall and winter will probably be a little bit heavier on cold and flu. And um, you know, because I think the mass mandates will be gone and, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think we as Americans, are not like our counterparts in Asia. And I mean, China and Japan that usually wear masks no matter what, even with or without COVID. And, and I bring that up because uh, with us not preferring masks, and I don't have a feeling one way or the other, I'm just saying that if we're not wearing masks, that's how your germs and viruses spread, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I think our numbers will, will start, will continue to be about the same or if not better. Uh, as we as we see less of the mass, right? Well, tell me, is do you think? I think you know. It seems like that this you know pandemic, this COVID, this has changed healthcare as a, you know overall as a whole. You know, I hear people that are saying, you know, I don't want to go to an emergency room. You know, I'd rather go you know here. And then at the same token, I think we were already on a shift, or at least I felt like there was a lot of you know younger generation that didn't have primary care. They just always used urgent care. You know, you've seen that, you know, obviously you guys are opening new clinics. Is that becoming more the norm you think? Or Yeah. I think it, it before when we, you know, five, you know, five years ago when we were opening, people were still asking me, what are you doing? What, what, what is this clinic? Even though urgent cares have been around or after hours clinics have been around since the nineties, um, people were still not familiar with urgent cares. And I think in the last five years and definitely in the last couple of years or in the past year with the ERs, people trying to avoid ERs as much as possible. Um, you had the push to go to an urgent care to be treated or be seen. And uh, even if you go back further than last year, um, there are many young people and middle-class individuals, you know, in their thirties and forties still that are saying Ruben, I don't, have a primary care physician. I go to patient plus, you are my primary care physician. And I'm like, well, you know, I try to correct them a little bit. So I try to say, thank you for coming to see us, but you still should have a primary care physician. Uh, but you definitely see that that shift is, is, is present. It's not going away anytime soon. And even if you try to go see a primary care physician, you can't see them. You know, when you're sick, call your, your primary care physician, like, oh, we could probably get you in Wednesday, or I can make you go see someone else, maybe my partner. I'm like, no, I don't want to see your partner. And uh, when can I see your partner? Well, he's got an opening at 4.55 today. No, that's, that, that, you know, it's always on their schedule versus the way we operate is we're on your schedule, right? And mm -hmm. we're not only on your, on, our, on your schedule, you can actually pick your time now with us. So you can go to any uh, any of the soon to be seven clinics, find which one's closest to you, try to find a time that's uh, convenient for you and you can come in. So let's say it's nine o'clock, you're feeling like crap, you wake up and you're like Bebo and you got snot and the, the, the dancing demons on your tongue. 
you can get on patientplusuc.com, go to a website, find the clinic you want to say, I am going to be free around two. Boom. Click, set your appointment at two, and you're set, and you come in at two and be seen. So, Well, then, not only that, but can't you – I've done – I did an appointment. I didn't even go. Yeah. Uh, it's my son. We did – he had a problem with a, a – here's one for everybody – a tooth. And it was – I forget what day is, is it. Friday, the dentists are not open, most of them, or whatever the day that they're usually not open. And so I went instead of, I didn't want to drive them across town, you know, even though I know, like I said, I've had a good experience. It was quick, but it was just a, we literally just booked a, you know, telemedicine, grabbed an iPhone, you know, shoved it, you know, right up to his mouth. And they're like, yeah, he's going to need an antibiotic and he's going to need this and you need to get with the dentist, but, you know, we can take care of that. You know, here's what you need to do. You know, they need to leave the kitchen. You know, Brandon, you brought about what 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 are some of the major changes that that this COVID pandemic has has brought to um, healthcare, and I, and I and I would say a couple of things. One, no doubt about telehealth, telemedicine. It, it made us it made us probably move up our timeline on that eighteen months. Um, you know, again, bring up Stephen Presley. Stephen Presley had has been wanting telehealth, telemedicine for a long time for Patient Plus, and I was kind of the one that was putting on the brakes, but. Uh, uh, with this pandemic, it definitely sped sped us up eighteen months, and we have it. We had it at the beginning of, pa- of the pandemic, and Stephen Presley was was the lead force on that. Um, so definitely telehealth. We we use those services. Um, uh, we are st- we saw that we saw that trend fairly on that it was it was a big big push for that. But we haven't seen as much recently. As I still it looks it appears that people feel comfortable coming back into the clinics, but. Um, Telehealth has been a big push in the uh, medical field. I'd also say scheduling appointments, um, um, you know, trying to get in and be seen when, when and the time is convenient for yourself. So those are some of the bigger changes we've seen in, in, in the healthcare industry. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, I tell people all the time, I've got, you know, multiple companies and, I've done Zoom for years. Actually, a few years ago, I got an award for you know one of the top 10% of Zoom users in the world. But I could never get on a Zoom call with anybody you know, here in Baton Rouge. I could, I'd be like, hey, you want to jump on Zoom? And they're like, what? And it wasn't even worth the headache of trying to get them you know, to do it. Now, it's like, hey, we're going to jump on Zoom. I told somebody the other day, it's like, I'm never, ever, ever driving downtown for a 15-minute meeting you know, <laughs> again. <laughs> so we'll do this, you know, just as we are now with Zoom. But so I think it's helped. I think it's... Yeah, I mean, it, look, this is probably my third one today. I had a Microsoft Teams meeting at 8.30, had another meeting in between there, and then this is my third meeting. So this is this is the new norm, you know. Um, that's whether it's healthcare, whether it's um, an accounting firm, whether it's an engineering firm, these are how people are meeting now. Um, and this is another, you know, if there's something else that's changed with medicine is definitely these kind of meetings. Uh uh, whether it's, you know, so uh, I hate it. I'm sorry. Let me make sure I say that right. I, I miss the one-on-one conversations in front of someone. I like the meetings in front of people. Uh, uh, so, but I do love the convenience of this. So I don't hate this. Don't get me wrong here. I love the convenience of these type of meetings where, like you're saying, you don't have to drive across town. You don't have to go uh, to New Orleans for a meeting. You can now do all this, um, uh, over your mm-hmm. Surface Pro, or like I did this morning, I used my cell phone and did my meeting. I uh, had my Microsoft Teams meeting. So, yeah, 
No, it's good. And I think what it does, it's, it's kind of the old school way, you know, when you'd interview, you did the phone interview first, you know, to find out if it's worth the time of bringing them in. It's like, you can start your deals out with people, you know, working it over calls and zoom. And it's like, okay, but I still, I, I tell my people, you know, got to get in front of somebody. You got to go, you know, you need, you can't look at somebody in the eyes the same way you can, you know, on zoom as you can in person, you know, it's, you, you miss some of the, you miss some of it. And that's, you know, I told somebody the other day, they were taught, they were like, yeah, you know, our business is down, you know, we don't get to do trade shows anymore. You know, we missed the booth. And I was like, you never did business at the booth. You did business at the bar after the show. That's where all your deals <laughs> happened. It was the face to face, you know, right. meeting and talking. You might've met the person at the booth and, you know, like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of interested, but that's the interaction. That's where the deal was made. If you really get down to it. So great point there, Brandon. Great point. No, uh, so look, I appreciate you taking some time. I usually, you know, tell everybody you got more important things to do than sit around and talk to me. So yeah, you guys, I love uh, this kind of stuff. You know, I, I think this is the best way to kind of um, um, talk about your company, talk about your culture, you know, and um, um, let people know who you are versus just seeing um, seeing that face on TV now with the with the doll with the Bebo because everyone's always like. <laughs> Oh, you're the guy with the the, the, the puppet, right? I'm like, yeah, that's Bebo. No, it's good to uh, talk about our company, talk about our culture, and uh, uh, grow 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 the brand. Absolutely. Well, look, I appreciate. It. Why don't we uh, we'll have you come back when you have a little more of the details, you know, on the Bruley location, and then we can talk and maybe dive a little more into, you know, which I had it down. I wanted to talk about, but you know, for anybody with the short version, is the culture with people is awesome you know, there, if we've talked about it, but maybe, you know, come back, talk a little bit about, you know, how you've been able to grow that culture and what, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, culture doesn't just happen. If it does, it's a shitty culture. You know, you've got to purposely work on it. So um, we'll talk about that next time. All right. Uh, sounds appreciate good. I appreciate time. you uh, um, reaching out to me, Brandon. You have a good day. You too, man. Bye guys. <laughs>